Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I'm joined by contributor Andrew Corrali and co-host David Figler. We're going to talk about the essential rules for surviving in Las Vegas. It's Wednesday, May 10th. I'm Bo Robinson, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Andrew and David, hello. How are y'all doing? I'm great. Surviving. Surviving <laughs> in Las Vegas. But are you thriving? Yes. Thank yeah. you. Because I was like, we need to have the thriving, how to thrive in Las Vegas. That's the real question. <laughs> uh, you know what? They say in Las Vegas, breaking even is as good as a win. So I'm wow. going to... I'm going with that Amen. for my survival assessment. Mm, well, I'm I'm glad you're breaking even, David. <laughs> you're coming up on it. So, Andrew, what's your first essential Las Vegas rule? One of my essential Las Vegas rules has to do with your car. And I my sort of cardinal rule for traveling in Las Vegas is treat your car like your second home. And I like to say, commit to your commute. Uh, you know, Vegas is a car-based town. You've got mm. to accept that you're going to be spending serious time in traffic, especially with Vegas in a sort of constant state of, you know, purported uh, road improvement, right? So aside <laughs> from like keeping your, you know, keeping your AC working and getting your oil changes on schedule, yes. mm. um, I'm talking about other kind of psychic, you know, you know sort of mentality-based things. Like, you know, I develop a scrupulous, you know, playlist um, to, you know, take on on my commute. And mentally, whenever I'm going somewhere, I always kind of like build in the commute as part of the event, as opposed to thinking about it as some trip I have to endure to get, you know, where I want to, where I actually want to be. So I think if you sort of mentally shift and think of commuting as, you know, part of like living in Las Vegas, I think that takes a lot of the stress and frustration out of commuting. If you just invest a little time in, you know, your actual car type situation. So that's what one of my main rules as someone who, you know, drives around a lot. Hmm. Yeah, and I think it depends on your personality for sure. Uh, David, have you experienced that? Do you have a ritual for your commutes? So we are a car culture for better and worse. Some of my essential rules are when the thermostat gets a little on the hottie side, you look around that car and you find all the items that are uh, potential meltables. Meltables. And you get rid of them. Get rid of the Purell. Get rid of the chapstick. If you're carrying around CDs, get rid of those jewel cases. You just have to purge your car at the at the right season. Right. I feel like our our traffic isn't as terrible as a lot of other cities, but I like the idea of finding your zen and I have definitely learned how to love on my car in an entirely different way uh, as of living yeah. out here and like getting the vehicle like detailed or having like the right kind of smells in the car. Like I love all those things. So, there we go. One Take care of the vehicle, especially in the hot, melty months. My uh, my car center console thingy where my cups go melted. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. Like, it's separated from the thing, so now I can see the wires in my car because I w- my car was out in the sun too long. So your car itself was a meltable. <laughs> wow. So, wow. Covered parking. Yeah. If you can get it, get it. <laughs> so Vogue, what what's your first essential Las Vegas rule? Uh I think. It's that combo of if you want friends and you want to meet up with folks, like do not give up. (laughs) 
and do not be the flaky one. You got to be very type A about meeting up with people. And even then, it's still difficult. But saying, hey, I can meet you on these days, at these times, at this location. See you there. And then like the reminder text. So I think like reach out, put yourself out there, especially if you want friends, because this is a city that I think a lot of people are guarded and expect people to kind of be moving along the way. You never know how much you can trust someone. So if you're new, be type A about it. And that I think that's my rule. What do y'all mm. think? Have you experienced that? Yeah, I think you nailed it. And I think that you have to accept that you have to work very hard in Las Vegas to make and maintain friendships. And yeah, because, you know, between the crazy schedules and the suburban nature of Vegas, the whole sort of living among strangers phenomenon is is very real. So I have to work very hard. I, I go out to events that, you know, are focused on specific communities of interest. I'm the guy who's always organizing get togethers with friends. And you are absolutely right, Vogue. It definitely takes takes work. And if you accept that, it's uh, it becomes an essential rule. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I also have some caveats to that. Yeah. Don't always accept the person that you're interacting with at face value that their backstory is what they say it is. Ooh. Las Vegas has a lot of people who kind of float through and are trying to reinvent themselves. And I'm not saying Google everyone you meet, but, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's like, oh, I did all this stuff. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. You just have to figure out where and how important that is to you to know the truth about it. I would also say as a caveat, don't get too attached if that person leaves uh, in a short period of time. Oh. You make some really good friends. And then for a number of reasons, especially in our community, probably more than other places, those people will take off. Yeah. Uh, a better job comes up or they just weren't ready for the heat or whatever it is. And so you can't like let it destroy you when one of your good good friends that you just made or someone who you have a common interest with in one of those communities just takes off. Don't take it personal. Try not to forget them, but you will. You will. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's really funny you say that, Figler, because I used to be the kind of person who resisted investing in new friendships and new relationships because there was always the prospect on the horizon of this person leaving. And yeah. it really just kind of starved my social circle. And I kind of learned to, you know, based on your observation, dive in and be like, I'm going to enjoy these people while I can and, you know, and, and suck all the friendship marrow that I can out of their existence <laughs> yes. while they're here, you know, before Ew. they, but I guess, Vortex okay. spins them out, you know? Marrow yeah. is delicious. Thank you very much. Especially the <laughs> friendship marrow. Friendship. So tender, friendship so juicy. marrow is delicious. <laughs> I don't know how I managed to make that sound vampiric, but I did. <laughs> Dave, I love that you mentioned that. I feel like you told a story definitely directly from my heart. My friend Jessica, like, Jessica moved to Seattle. And I'm just like, I come back. <laughs> Why mm -hmm. did you leave? Like, I'm still, my feelings are still hurt. And not, not from her, but just the distance is actually really painful. And I had a, such a genuine connection with her. So you, you hit the nail on the head, David. It's a city yeah. of longing and mourning, <laughs> forever mm. grief. <laughs> but always changing and new people coming on. Exactly, exactly. Who may or may not be who they say they are, but it's all okay. <laughs> it's all okay. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked-about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. year what are your essential rules for surviving this town okay so a literal survival rule and i'm gonna go back to traffic for half a second wait five to ten seconds no i don't understand (laughs) when you're at a stoplight and it turns green wait five to ten seconds before you pull into the intersection it has saved my life countless times That is the essential rule for survival here because people are, as you noted, Vogue, always running late, underestimating how long it takes to get across town anymore, uh, or for whatever reason, just not paying attention. And I I have have counted, and in that count, boom, one, two, sometimes three cars will go after my light has turned green. So yeah, that is the one to save your life. I'm going to do a flip on that too, which is if you are walking... In Las Vegas, which God bless you. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I, I know you have an interesting backstory and it may or may not be tragic, but if you are someone who has to walk, never walk near the edge of the sidewalk on the street side. Ever, yeah. ever, ever. Flirting with danger. Yeah, yeah. you are. Yeah. I mean, how many times do we see cars crash into like bus shelters and things yep. like that? People yep. waiting for the bus. You got to wait behind the bus shelter, not on the bench or on the edge looking Which for that bus. Shame. It is a yeah. shame, but it is definitely a survival. Yeah, you got to huddle protectively behind the actual bus shelter. Yeah, it's uh, sad, but true. <sighs> oh, safety first. So, Andrew, what's your next rule? Um, I have one that has to do with the the dining scene, and um, it, it's okay. kind of common sense, but I think it applies to to Vegas as a as a burgeoning quasi metropolis, um, and that is always make restaurant reservations if they're offered. Um, I think we're living in an age now where you cannot count on you know the the casual walk in. Restaurants in Vegas have you know they've they've all been discovered by the influencers. They're all blowing up on Instagram and TikTok, so. Plan ahead and make reservations and don't count on your undiscovered gem remaining undiscovered. Um, mm. It just saves me a lot of, of you know, time and, and frustration that you'd otherwise get if you go to your favorite restaurant and it's, you know, booked up because restaurants in Vegas, they just shoot to like hyper popularity at, at you know, random times. And so um, small tip to uh, save your sanity. Yes, for sure. I think on our uh, things to do for like people you hate, <laughs> like send them to a certain restaurant without a reservation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I blame the influencers. Have you experienced that, Vogue, where you've like really wanted to check out a restaurant, but the Rezos uh, got in your way? Uh, oh, it was one of the Mimosas Gourmet the first three times. <laughs> the first three times we tried As to in go. you tried to walk in and you couldn't? 
Sure did. It was like, oh, yeah, we're yeah, going to walk in. Yeah. Then we showed up two hours early and still couldn't get in and drove yeah. to Cheesecake Factory. And as we were putting in our order at Cheesecake Factory, I got a text. It was like, your table's ready at Mimosa's Gourmet. And I was like, for real? Too late. Damn. <laughs> so, yes, especially for brunch. Nope. Ain't no way. So I have definitely experienced yeah. that. See, my rule when I go to a brand new restaurant, if they have a bar, try and try to get to sit at the bar. Yes. Even if it's Ooh, reservations yeah. at a time, ask for the bar. Because our bartenders, I've been to many, many cities. I'll put our bartenders in Las Vegas up against any city's bartenders. They know service. They are nice. They are great at tips, not just for the restaurant, but for other restaurants like it. You build you build friendships. And yeah, I, yeah. I do love the bartender scene. Yeah. And it's much more social to eat at the bar, too. I feel like the bar is the workaround if you don't have a reservation. You can get yep. in. Your food's usually faster. You've got some good convo and somebody who will make you something special, too, if you ask them to make you like a signature cocktail. So, yeah, David, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. Our bartenders yep. are the bomb. Yep. Okay, I've got one. And tell me if this is an experience that you all agree with. Hmm. Bring a jacket with you everywhere year round, especially in the summer. Because people do not know how to control the AC inside <laughs> buildings um, and restaurants in Las Vegas. It is always whack. It never correlates with the experience that you had coming from the outdoors or it's so harshly different from the outdoors. The jacket is both regulator and warmth in the summer, which you need mm -hmm. when you go yeah. into certain places that have that AC, I think at 50 degrees Fahrenheit. There's something like overcompensating, though. Yeah, and in casinos, <laughs> too. So I think tourists should know that even when you're here in 100 and something degree temperatures, bring that jacket with you. You're going you're gonna to thank me. Right. Andrew, do you have any rules around tourists? I have sort of a, I guess, a, a sort of broad observational one that could apply equally as well to tourists as well as, as locals. We just need to accept Las Vegas as a sad, fake, and trashy place, uh, you know, oh. on many levels. <laughs> and I guess the, the way this comes in is because I think we, we've sort of been seduced by this idea of like, you know, people talk about like the Rat Pack era and their reign at the Sands, um, you know, in the 50s and 60s as this unrecapturable time of, you know, glamour and, and, and wit and, and class. But actually... It was a pretty raucous and sometimes, you know, sort of trashy affair, of, you know, in the Rat Pack era. And I'm reminded of when, um, you know, Howard Hughes bought the Sands in 1967. Uh, the story goes that they they cut off Frank Sinatra's credit line to gambling and he went ballistic. He, he stood up on a table, was screaming and threw a chair and drove a golf cart through the window. And, you know, I mean, that would have been all over the Internet. And, and I guess... I love Vegas. It's my hometown. And I embrace its fundamental, quintessential, you know, sort of existential premise as being a, you know, fake imitative place. And that's the strange beauty of Las Vegas. So, Ooh. you know, we have we have like luxury experiences and fine dining and high end shopping. And, you know, those are cool. But those are generally kind of exceptional experiences in Vegas. And so I think if you sort of embrace the sad, fake trashiness, that's all one word with a hashtag. I think it takes you a long way into, into appreciating Las Vegas's, you know, weird, weird nuances. 
I hate it. Wow, what a I silence. I hate it, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, you know, really, that's what a lot of those 44 million people who come here are, are both expecting and, to a weird, funky degree, want. They didn't come here for poetry readings, although yes, if they're they lucky enough to find one, Three. then they'll have a heightened experience. Boo. Boo to both of you. And you've been here longer than me, so I'm just I'm ashamed of both of you. I think yeah, maybe I'm expressing deep resignation or something. So save me. We give you space. Vegas gives you space for trashiness so you could be your trashy self. But like if we had no tourists, would we still be trashy? And I think the answer to that question is mostly no. So very metaphysical question. If we're doing the factors and making the Venn diagram. No, y'all. No. Well, can't I'm see my finger just... waving and my neck moving. Okay, it's I'm gonna, doing I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the mediator here and say that there is always a pathway to navigate the not so trashiness of okay. Las Vegas. So you could be in that space, but you could also seek out the amazing public art that exists on the Strip. Right, you could go to Aria and City Center and that area over there and the crystals and catch a world like renowned sculptures that are just floating out there. You can go to the Bellagio Gallery of Art. It's not a museum, but you're going to see some really amazing stuff there. You could go you could off strip. You could leave the strip, which is not well, even Vegas. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's not you even Vegas. How dare you? Too. You can leave strip two and check out all the other stuff that we highlight and feature on City Cast Las Vegas all the time, as you should. An essential rule is listen to this podcast. <laughs> but I'm just saying that for those who come for the trashy thing and they don't want to leave that kind of area, there is a, a more elevated experience available too. not to mention the food, which I didn't mention. So let's uh, move yeah, on. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Do you have another rule, Vogue, for essential living in Las Vegas? Uh, if we're going to go back to, I'll go back to trash. So here's the trash part <laughs> is that, uh, my, my rule is just, just get a realtor because I've had people who've moved to Vegas from other cities and been scammed out of their money because they gave somebody their deposit before coming to town. Cause they were trying to get things all set up. Mo one, two, at least three people. And I feel like three is enough for me to be like, just get a realtor allow somebody to help you or have a friend who's already here help you find a safe and secure place to live. So that's definitely one of my essential rules from the stuff I have seen and observed. That is my rule for sure. Andrew, final rule, sir. What you got? Final rule, uh, simple, self-explanatory, and that is the weed is always stronger than you expect. <laughs> um, you know, Weed's been legal in, in Vegas, what, since 2000s or Nevada since 2017, since mid 2017. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we have to remember that now that it's legal, it's also very refined and sometimes fortified. So I tell everyone this isn't your, you know, your friend's skunky swag that he gave to you in a balled up gym sock. Uh, this is like <laughs> legit you know, lab grown, you know, weed. So dose accordingly and, uh, you know, and uh, be safe and sane. Whoop, there it is. David, do you concur? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful. Moderation. Moderation is a good essential rule for all aspects of Las Vegas life. Let's okay. let's not mess around with that one. <laughs> yes. I think that's a great way. Indulgence is uh, a little a, a little too close to the edge of the sidewalk, if you know what I'm saying. Bring that back. I always say everything in moderation, including moderation. David, what's your final rule? 
we haven't really talked a lot about gambling and gambling convention and, mm. and kind of things that people say and say to each other and things like that. Um, there are certain things you're not supposed to do. Like if you're standing near a craps table, you never say out loud the number that falls between six and eight. And I'm not going to say it now because someone might be at a craps table listening oh. to this podcast and I'm not going to wow. jinx them because we are a very superstitious place, by the way, when it comes to the gambling space. Huh. So uh, you got to be very careful. But also, and this is really an essential rule, and I don't care if you're a local or a tourist, if you see somebody who hit a big jackpot or a jackpot or whatever, never say, oh, congratulations, you're so lucky. You don't know that person. You don't know the struggle that they have. You don't know if they just lost like $5,000 winning that $500 and they don't want to hear it, right? I mean, you're taking a real, if if I might, crapshoot engaging with a gambler when you're trying to be nice when you might actually be like pissing them off. So just be careful when you're walking through the gambling space. Absolutely. Vogue, what's your last one? So my last one actually is like, it's a question around rules for y'all, because I feel like the longer you live here, the more you know a person who performs at Cirque, you know, a person who works at that casino, you know, a person who has, there's always someone who knows someone who has the hookups, but like, what's the rule and the etiquette around asking for hookups? And so I'm going to ask y'all, because I think y'all have more hookups than I do. How do you do this politely? My personal rule is to never ask and you know never expect just because i always assume uh, you know especially having worked in media for decades that becomes kind of a quasi unsavory part of the entertainment culture is the comps that turn into gifts that turn into relationships that turn into you know weird kind of things bribes <laughs> yeah 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 it's kind of yeah exactly what i wanted to say so i just don't ever ask because i also assume that these friends are probably already beset by countless requests from a million other people. And do I really want to just, you know, sort of add to the, that pile of annoyance? So uh, that's my particular take on on uh, on comps is, uh, you know, if uh, the, the universe will provide if I am so deserving. I love that. That's definitely my spouse's point of view. He, he never wants to ask for hookups. And I was like, you're real friends with this person. Ask them. And he's like, no, just dead no never yeah david yeah. how about I you david like you're always cashing in i feel like how does this happen <sighs> teach me your I, ways i always try to be passive aggressive about it <laughs> i guess <laughs> i you know i'm like andrew i i don't want to push it i'll ask somebody hey are you going to that if i know that they maybe have a hookup and if they offer it i will gladly accept but i think that the 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 back end of that is always pay it forward when you have an opportunity don't be stingy. Don't try to sell your tickets. If you if you right. got some, pass them along to others. You know that that comp yeah. karma, karma mm-hmm. comping mm-hmm. is uh, definitely a real thing. And so it, it comes to anyone who's been here long enough. And if you have a chance to be the benefactor, you should go for it. You know you don't need to make that forty bucks. You could make someone's day. Okay, so don't ask, but if if offered then definitely take the person up on it in a timely fashion uh, or be passive aggressive. And that is how you get your Las Vegas hookups. Uh, And then watch out for the bribery yuckiness. If it feels yucky, then don't do it. Well, thank you. I feel like I learned so many new things about how to survive in this town. So hopefully we'll uh, graduate from surviving to thriving with these rules. There you go. Thank you, Andrew. And thank you, David. Thank you. Wonderful being here. Thanks again. That was awesome, guys. It was. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>
Before you go, here's some news you should know. What's going on, David? Well, Vogue, following up on Monday's shooting at Von Tobel Middle School, it appears that the shooting wasn't at Von Tobel. Police say the adult victim was hit by a stray bullet fired from several blocks away. Still scary for all those kids. Police have arrested an 18-year-old suspect. Also, despite the much ballyhooed land deal that would put the Oakland A's in a stadium at Tropicana and I-15, said to be a binding agreement, the team is quietly looking at other sites. That's in large part because no one has yet introduced a bill into the legislature to formalize the $500 million in public assistance the team is seeking. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, go ahead and tell a friend. Rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care. Especially in the casino space, if you know, you have somebody or a relationship or something like that, you could ask them if they've got tickets to, do you guys have extra tickets for Adele? You know, you could do that. <laughs> the answer is going to be no <laughs> on Adele, but maybe they'll shoot you some Jerry Seinfeld instead and you'll be fine. I would go to that. <laughs>